You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting and screenwriters and anything to do with the film and television business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and today I'm really excited because I'm actually looking forward to making my next movie. It's not technically done yet, but I've already chosen the actors for it. And I'm looking forward to the next steps, which is finding crew. Once I've done that, I will continue to proceed to work with the actors, with rehearsing and talking to them about what's required of them, you know, stuff like that, and what to expect in productions. Now, also today, there was an experience that I wanted to share with you about the company Blacklist.com. Now, this is a website, or this is a company that charges you a fee to host your script on their site. And if you needed evaluations, one reader would cost $50. And trust me, it's cheap, but not the best. And not the most quality of, of them readers either. So from there, you can choose how many evaluations that you need, whether you need one evaluation or two evaluations or three or four evaluations even for your script. You can go ahead and order that on their website. They do make it easy like that. However, when it comes to delivering the service like getting a reader to read your script what I found is that the reader did not give any useful information on how I would better my screenplay how I would better my movie or how I would better make it interesting for the reader. Now, one thing, one interesting thing that I did notice about this reader is the use or rather the overuse of words that mean the same thing. Like, for example... Take the word convoluted, for instance, which the reader used. Now, that word, if you look it up in the dictionary, it actually means confusing and complicated or complex. What this reader did was he used the words confusing and convoluted. Now, 
The first word confusing is redundant because the word convoluted includes that. Now, I'm not exactly sure where this reader comes from, but Blacklist claims that every reader that joins their company or that comes to work for them for money, they all have a year's worth of experience. Now, my question is this, and I have found out, or rather, I have heard an interesting question being asked about experience. Now, when you say you have X years of experience, are you simply multiplying one year of experience by X number of times, or are you saying that you have X years of experience consecutively? Like, have you had continuous experience for X, X number of years and you have improved every year? Is that what, what you're telling me? So if it is the former, then no. I would say that is not qualified. That does not qualify. And here's why. Because if the reader did his due diligence, instead of asking questions about material that he already has answers to or he already has access to answers in the screenplay, he would have bothered not to ask them. For example... If the reader says, what does this character do? And you've already mentioned that in the script, then the reader did not do his job. He did not go over everything in the script. He skips part of the scripts. And there's also this nagging feeling that this reader is being disingenuous, not serious about his job, in other words. So, I would recommend that if you are an aspiring screenwriter, do not use this website. I implore you. And for a simple reason, yes, it's cheap. Yes, if you are in a tight budget and you cannot afford hundreds of dollars to pay another reader or to have this professionally read, you are not going to get quality out of it. You are not going to get any useful information about it except for criticisms like, making it realistic or something like that. Now, the reader will say, this is unrealistic or this is not believable. Hey, if you're writing a fantasy film or if you're writing a fantasy TV show, why is realism a problem? Because 
if the reader were to argue that, look, you can create an imaginary world, but just make it realistic, that's no longer an, an imaginary world. It is a part of reality now, and if you're expecting as such, then you are not cut out to be a reader. You are definitely not cut out to be a reader. And as for your qualifications, I will have to question that. Because, let's face it, the truth of the matter is in the industry, you do not need a qualification to become a critic or a reader in the film and television business. Now, I found this out through watching videos of from a channel called Film Courage, where a reader actually admits this, a professional reader, that is, which actually makes me wonder, are you really getting the honest feedback, the honest criticism, and the honest, useful criticism that you are looking for so you can better your script. Now, there are writers out there who will absolutely refuse to change anything on their screenplay and will stick to their guns even though problems have been pointed out. Now, for them, they will need it. They will need criticism. Now, I will admit that I have criticized readers in the past. However, I will come out and say this. If you are coming across a reader who does not charge you an arm and a leg for his work, and if you have a look at his or her qualifications, and it does not say that he or she has experience in reading other scripts or he or she has a background in film or in anything to do with the screenwriting world, I would say avoid at all costs. Now, not to ramble on, but blacklist.com is not the place to be if you are intending or hoping to get discovered. I would say, for all intents and purposes, you find the funds yourself, you do as much as you can to polish your script and you produce, direct and make the movie yourself. Now, it's not hard to do because in the world of independent filmmaking, you have a lot of freelancing crew members that you can find at a reasonable cost and you can also find actors who are willing to work for nothing 
provided you reimburse them for expenses. Now, I would recommend that you offer reimbursement of expenses even if you're not paying the acted actors directly. If you're not paying them a salary or if you're not paying them for the job, I would recommend offer them reimbursements of some sort. Now, after the break, I'm going to talk to you about a couple of the fundamental flaws of independent filmmaking and how this can be brought up to standard or brought up to par. So stay tuned. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters, and then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the Screenwriting U courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry, and you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's screenwriting you with a capital U dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Wales Productions, where your journey begins. Welcome back. So before the break, I was telling you about this experience that I had with the company blacklist.com or theblacklist.com that hosts scripts for aspiring screenwriters and how it went for me and how I found that the quality of their work, especially when it comes to reading or evaluating their screenplays or in case my screenplay was subpar and even though it's cheap, there was no quality. So, moving on. Independent filmmaking. Nothing new, nothing less, and nothing to be shocked about or nothing to be amazed about because this has been going on for quite a few decades now. And I believe the movement started when... In the 90s, when camcorders were there. But then, Canon revolutionized the DSLR film industry, or rather filmmaking with the DSLR, by independent filmmakers, by introducing the 5D Mark II. And they included a video feature. Now, Since then, every filmmaker, including the filmmakers that I've went to class with in my filmmaking school, they were touting it, they were rallying for it, and even it actually happened when I... uh, 
I was assigned to be a cinematographer for one filmmaker film. Now, he passed me over because he wanted to film his film on a 5D. Now, there's a lot of misconceptions in the independent film world where a lot of filmmakers believe that it is the gear that makes or breaks your film. Now, I know I have mentioned this in previous episodes. Now, I feel like I do have to mention it again, but that is not the case. And I will use the example of someone believing that it is the kitchen or the kitchen gadgets or the kitchen appliances that are in the kitchen that makes delicious food. Wrong. It's actually the cook that does that. Now, I will also point out from my review of my film school that I went to, now I pointed it out that a lot of staff there are extremely rude and they are opinionated, extremely opinionated, super biased to be factual, and they put you down if you have a different opinion. And they're saying, you got to do this, you have to make your film using this, or you have to edit your film using this piece of software, otherwise you're not a professional filmmaker. Like, really? You're going to berate your students who pay you a hundred grand in tuition fees for that? You're going to make them feel bad about their choices? I would avoid that film school from here on out. I would avoid such a film school from here on out. Now, back to this whole independent film thing. Now, there are also a lot of filmmakers who quite simply focus on making their film fantastic, more artistic, more beautiful than focusing on the story, focusing on the content of the film. Now, their film is not that interesting, but what they do end up doing is making the shots look fantastic. They try to put more work or more effort into the aesthetics of the film, but they really do not care about the story. All they care about is making it look beautiful, making it look artistic, and there are tons of filmmakers out there. It's not just in my school, my film school, that I went to, but it's also everywhere with every independent filmmaker who believes this shit. Now, I would say the critics can come in handy in situations like that, but that has to be chosen carefully. Now, I don't care if you can't afford it, but try to find some way to afford that high-priced critic. 
who will review your script or who will work with you on your script to make it better. Now, because independent filmmaking involves the filmmaker himself or herself being involved in the producing, the writing, the directing, and of course the editing of the film, they have this notion that if anybody criticizes their film, they're not going to be happy with, they're not going to, you know, speak to them and they're not going to, they're going to cut them out of their life kind of thing. But what I have learned from being in the industry is you can certainly have quality work and a shitty filmmaker or a great filmmaker and a shitty critic, a very shitty critic. But I will leave you with this. If a critic destroys a movie, criticizes the heck out of it, that is your cue. That is your indication that it is a great movie. But if a critic praises a movie, then that is a sign to avoid it at all costs. But there are situations where critics are right on the money. For example, critics were justified in criticizing the God's Not Dead franchise of movies. Because quite honestly, yes, pretty terrible. And if you are going to make a religious film or a film with a religious theme... You haven't done a great job. And the screenwriter's excuse for this? God told me to write it. No. If you want to write a movie and God told you to write it, put the extra effort and make it work. Put the extra effort and make it great. Make the message stick. But you're not doing that. Anywho, let's all wrap it up right there. Now, with independent filmmaking, I would recommend that you do not go to film school. You learn the basics and the ins and outs, the do's and don'ts, and then use your own thinking, first thing, but also, do not write what you know because there are thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of filmmakers that are, that are doing just the same thing as you are. So find something that the people know. Write it with your own creativity. Put your own creative spin on the topic that people know about and deliver it to them. So with that being said, this has been Jared Dean Winchester, also known as the Story Dude, 
until I see you again, thanks to you for listening, but until I see you again or talk to you again on this podcast, don't forget to turn that page.